The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic as the providing of principles on which this the Sons of Liberty. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. That's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Scroll down right there on the right, and we're going live. You can also check out that live video feed on my Twitter account, at FPPTim. Our uh, Periscope account is Setting Brush Fires. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com or right there on the front page, and also dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. You can also check us uh, out as far as our articles that we put out every day on Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And if you'd like to call in anytime, please stick to the topic that we're going to talk about today, and that is if Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka did the things that Trump is doing, Trump supporters would fill in the blank. Uh, 215 Top Talks, the number you want to call in, 215-867-8255. And to help discuss that, now let me let you know this before we, before we, uh, before I bring on my guest. Later this morning, starting around 10 o'clock, maybe just a little bit before, we're going to be covering the 2A March that's happening in Michigan. We'll cover that live, uh, several speakers, including my guest, and, um, so you guys don't want to miss that. We're going to be going for several hours, and we'll be doing that right here on the video platforms. It won't be on Red State Talk Radio, so any of you guys want to join us, all those platforms I just mentioned, you're welcome to join us. And you guys be sure to like the Facebook pages, like uh, the other things, that, the other platforms that we put out, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and click the bell icon so that you're notified when we go live, and uh, you can participate in that as well. Now, my guest this morning is my compatriot here. Uh, Bradley Dean. He is with the Sons of Liberty and just want to say good morning, Bradley. Good morning. You look like you just got up, Tim. I literally did get up. I mean, my phone is <laughs> what what goes off in the morning and apparently I went to bed fairly late and the um, and it's just crazy. It, it didn't wake me up. So I literally got up five minutes before six. 
<laughs> and that's why I look the way I do. That's the face is made for radio. That's what this, that's what this what, is. What do you look like when you get up in the morning to serve the people? <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So you guys are going to be doing a 2A march this morning. Um, now, this is the second time the people of Michigan, uh, as you call it, uh, this year have taken a stand there at the Capitol. The first time was over these lockdowns, over really nothing. And the tyranny that's happening there. I have a feeling there's going to be some talk about that this morning. What, what's your take on that? Well, my take is that's exactly what's going on. Um, Michigan, and it's interesting that I'm here again because the first time they took a stand, you've seen literally tens of thousands of people stand up to the tyrant, uh, Governor Whitmer. And you got to admit that America was proud to say that we're not going to stand back and take this. So Skip Coriel's uh, an individual that took the responsibility on over the last couple of years. He, he wasn't looking for the job, but he responded to the call and he said, I need to put this together. And it's exactly what he did again. And he's expecting a couple thousand people today to stand up against the tyrant once again, to let them know that we are Americans, that our rights come from God. They don't come from the state. And they're there today to remind them of just that. And I was fortunate enough to be invited to be a part of that. And I'm honored. Well, I'm glad that you were invited as well. And you got several other people who are going to be meeting this morning. And part of what's going on now, we, you know, at the Sons of Liberty, what do we do? We, we don't look to who's on the right or who's on the left. We look to who's, who's following the law, who's on the straight and narrow as it is. And one of the things that uh, you've constantly been hitting on, and I've been hitting on it, but you're, you're kind of like Jesus out of Matthew 21 uh, through 24, where he just keeps hammering the Pharisees about what they're doing. And ultimately, he ends up pronouncing a judgment on them. Um, it's no longer just, here's your sin, and there's a need for repentance. It's, okay, now your house is left desolate and such. And you've been constantly hitting, especially during this administration, of saying, you know, things like the, the gun issue. We've talked about the bump stocks and the illegal nature of his ATF going and making those uh, illegal. And even it's post ex post, ex post facto. Uh, they don't have the authority to legislate, nor does Congress have the authority under a constitution for ex post facto law. And yet what they did with the bump stock man is they said, even if you have one now, it's illegal for you to have one now. And um, you've said he's been able to do things against the Second Amendment that Barack Hussein Obama wasn't even able to do, and yet his supporters either justify it or they remain silent over that. This is just one thing. We'll talk about several. Uh, what's your take on that? Well, again, um, it's like watching a bunch of grown-ups that never have grown up in their heads. They don't realize they're the ones that are being played uh, between the politicians uh, going back to Barack Hussein Obama, the foreign sodomite, because that's exactly what he is and who he is. Uh, he did everything in the face of the people. So he wasn't afraid to be who he was. And the American people allowed him, Tim, as you well know, to transgress the Constitution over a thousand times over an eight-year tenure, criminal tenure, might I add. And now you see a, um, Donald Trump coming up into play. In his first 500 days, he had 55 uh, legislation, should I say legislative bills passed against gun owners in America by 26 governors, which a good portion of them just happen to be the good guys as they're sold to you 
to the Republicans. And the fact of the matter is, this is happening behind closed doors for the most part. So what Barack Obama did in the face of the people, uh, Donald Trump is doing behind the backs of the people. And that's exactly why we're here, Tim, is to make the American people aware of the fact that they're being lied to once again and the agenda is going forward. And I'd like to go back to something that you said about what's going on in Michigan, what's going on with the presidents. Where did they derive the delegated authority to strip our rights uh, from a one of us? It's never been given unto us. And we can see that they're operating in a foreign manner. And that's, again, the reason that we're here. We want the American people to know that they are operating out of their scope of authority on so many fronts and in so many ways. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And this issue on the Second Amendment is very interesting because, you know, not only the president, but our governors, uh, all of our representatives also put their hand on the Bible and swear before God and man that they're going to uphold the Constitution. And whenever they infringe on the rights of the people to keep and bear arms or any of the other things that are in the Constitution, the limits that they have, that we've, you know, the people have instructed that these are the limits that you have. This is the authority that you have. All of them do that. And so when you mention these governors, you know, the president is supposed to be one that calls them out and says, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're supposed to be protecting that right, not infringing on it. But instead, he's not only going along with it, he's letting it happen right under his nose. He's not pointing a finger out about it. And all he does is he, I say, he tells your mama jokes against his political opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't bring justification. It's all about how much he blasts or rips the political opposition instead of actually doing something against him. And and then we're told, when we point this stuff out, we're told, well, Tim, you don't understand. He's just playing 5D chess. He's such a 5D chess player. He's really, um, you know, really taking it to the media. He's really doing this, that, and the other. And you know what? I think you and I agreed when he was first running, he he was taking it to the media. He was calling them out and things. Now it's almost like he's using it to promote his agenda while he continues to go, as Lynn and I have been covering on Wednesdays, especially in the area of education and things that are tied with that, he continues to push forward a UN agenda through UNESCO, the same kind of globalist thing on, on education. But we were talking about the Second Amendment. What do you see there? Because you've written on uh, what Betsy DeVos, his uh, Department of Education secretary, what she's done as far as a, a globalist agenda in education. What do you see in that? Well, I, let me go back to what you originally said, Tim. It's it's interesting because people need to pay attention to the fact that Donald Trump has been raised up uh, in a positive light over the last three and four decades in this country. People need to ask the question as to why. What is it that he did that was so significant that the mainstream media needed to keep their eye on him concerning every step that he took outside of the fact that they were already forecasting that he would become the president of the United States of America one day? That's something for you to think about. And wasn't it back in the 1930s when the president said, Roosevelt, that presidents are select, uh, they, they are selected, not elected. And people complain about the establishment 24-7, yet when you tell them the truth, in a way out of the establishment, what do they do? They complain about it. So you see a whole lot of hypocrisy going on in this country. They say that they want one thing, but when they, then you give them the option to get out of it, They go right back to their vomit. For example, the American people today are caught up in uh, uh, with the the options that the powers that are tolerated actually have given them. Uh, A senile pedophile Joe Biden, who's not qualified, nor is he legitimate. And if you look at it constitutionally, neither is Donald Trump outside of the fact that people like him. Nothing more, nothing less. 
But what constitutes his position as the president of the United States of America? Whatever put him there? And why is it that we only have two options? And to prove the point as to what I'm trying to say here, Tim, there's 1,152 other presidential candidates running for office today, and yet the mainstream media only offers up two. Why is that? Enough said. Betsy DeVos, uh, I'm in Michigan right now. Uh, she's from here, Secretary of Education. We've known since the 70s, Tim, that uh, the education system is completely infiltrated by the federal government who has no business uh, teaching or indoctrinating anybody's children. We have International Baccalaureate, which is a global scheme. We then have uh, No Child Left Behind, which is where they're teaching young people to shoot for the floor rather than for the stars because they want a common playing field. Nobody's better than anybody else. That's communism. And then they had Common Core. And now we have uh, Betsy DeVos uh, hooking us up into the United Nations curriculum to further indoctrinate our children all under the guise of making America great again. Friends, this isn't how you make America great again. This is how you destroy America. This is how you destroy the U.S. Constitution and recreate it in the likes of a United Nations one global order. I agree. I agree. That's exactly what's going on. Um, and we might talk a little bit about our conversation the other day concerning Mussolini and Trump. Uh, but before we get to that, you got a, a new article that's out. It's called, Did You See What the California Government Lists of Requirements Were for People to Have Church? Here's the list. And this is dealing with John MacArthur's, the church that he pastors out there, Grace Community Church in Sun Valley. And it's interesting. I'll take people down here and just read off the list, and then you guys can check out the article here at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Here's, here's the list. No indoor meetings at all. Pre-registration of every person who comes onto church property. People only on church property for scheduled events. Everyone that comes onto the church property. Does that mean the police too? And Gavin Newsom and, and the thugs he's going to send to uh, to deal with uh, the Christians who are going to meet? I, I don't know. Everyone that comes onto the church property needs to be screened and have their temperature checked. Church members are to maintain six feet social distancing at all times and everywhere including the parking lot and restrooms. Every other parking space must be left vacant. Are the cars getting corona? Did I miss something? I don't I don't understand. Every other, um, okay, that's the parking space. Mark pathways to maintain social distancing. People must be kept apart and monitored by the staff. Everyone always wearing a mask. Six feet social distancing in restrooms. You can't even do that, can you? I mean, you've got a divider usually in a stall, but that's not six feet. That's more like three or something. Um, sure. No hymn books, no hymn books, no communion, no offering containers, no pew Bibles, <laughs> gosh, no singing, no hugging. I guess the holy kiss that Paul said is out too. No shaking hands, no disposable seat covers to be changed in between services. Uh, services to be shortened can only meet in a tent with 350 to 400 people, someone coming into contact without your family members are to be quarantined for two weeks. Now, here's the thing I want to ask you about. The knuckleheads that came up with this, okay, are they practicing this? Is Gavin Newsom practicing any of this stuff? Absolutely not. Gavin Newsom, this dictator wannabe, uh, as we all know, especially the people in California, and we're seeing this across the boards from the East Coast to the West Coast. They say one thing, 
but they do something opposite of what they tell you as to what you're to do. And, and I can go down the row as to how they've done this. It always applies to the constituents, but it never applies to them. Gavin Newsom, for example, uh, when the shutdowns came unconstitutionally, mind you, I'll read Article 6, Section 2, the Supremacy Clause. It's the Constitution that's the end all. And uh, the fact of the matter is not the tyrants or the dictators or the superior judges, for example, as to who's attempting to implement that uh, tyranny over there in California. But when the shutdowns came, Tim, it didn't apply to Gavin Newsom. His winery stayed open. uh, And we can see example after example. We could even go to Nancy Pelosi, that witch from San Francisco, Uh, you know, she's talking about wearing masks and mandating masks and how important that they are to wear yet behind closed doors. When she thinks cameras are off, she gets caught without hers on. And we, we know what this is all about. This is about forced compliance. And we also understand what this is, you know, what's behind all of this concerning the coronavirus perpetuated fraud. And, uh, it's interesting that if people would just take a step back, they would simply see this for what it is because it's the same people that are selling you the virus that are also selling you the vaccinations. And it's all under Bill Gates, uh, Anthony Fossey. And it's interesting that again, Donald Trump himself gave an open platform to special interest groups and his coronavirus task team just happened to be employees of that of Bill Gates. So America, uh, we have to see what's, uh, taking place because this is tyranny at its very worst. This is pro wrestling at its very worst on so many different fronts. Yes, I agree. Now, here's the thing. Some people will say, well, you guys are bringing up Gavin Newsom. See, he's a Democrat, and it's the Democrats are doing this. And we could talk about Michigan, and we could talk about Governor Whitmer. See, it's a Democrat. It's a Democrat thing. The Republicans are doing it just fine. And, you know, there's the lady out in South Dakota, um, Christy Noam. I mean, she pretty much did a hands-off thing, and everybody's just fine there. But let me talk about my state of South Carolina. It's not overly tyrannical, but it is tyrannical. Uh, Our governor is a Republican, uh, Henry McMasters, and what he did was he came in and he basically told all of the businesses, well, some of you are essential, some of you are not essential. And I've always told people, I said, there's two things about that. One, every business is essential to somebody, like the business owner to feed their families. Uh, the second thing is it is a complete violation of the Fourth Commandment, which which then is tied to our First Amendment, which says six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. So everybody focuses on the day of rest, but they forget, hey, six days, you're not laying around collecting the check from the government uh, in whatever capacity. You're working. That's what you're supposed to do. And God gave us work, not uh, as a bad thing. He gave it as a good thing, uh, something that we glorify him with. So we've seen it here in the state of South Carolina. There has been a tyranny, and all of this has come under the guise of an emergency. Now, for people who aren't understanding what's going on, the only reason the states declared a state of emergency, which, you know, the state, I just don't see where we gave them any authority to be doing that in the first place. They, They won't do what we gave them authority to do, but they'll take and usurp authority of things we haven't given them authority. The only reason they did that was because Donald Trump issued a national emergency. And then he started acting unconstitutionally by taking over uh, private businesses, such as hotels and such, to set up these hospitals. He sent the army in 
uh, Army uh, Corps of Engineers to to do these makeup hospitals, which nobody which serve nobody. I mean, they were tearing them down all over the place, and they spent yeah they spent all kinds of money, all all kinds of your money, America, unconstitutionally to do that. They acted unconstitutionally. I guess we could say, Bradley, there was a violation of the Third Amendment because they might not have been in somebody's house, but they were in their business, and they were setting up these hospitals, the Army Corps of Engineers. So we've got that kind of thing going on. Now we're finding out uh, from from some judges that they're they're finding the governor's declarations on these issues, their COVID orders, to be unconstitutional. I, I did the one yesterday from uh, California. You had this guy here. Um, I forget the state he was he was addressing. Um, we've had several states where these kinds of things have, have happened. I think we've got about three or four stories on that that people can check out at sonslibertymedia.com. What, what's your take on that? I mean, I know you applaud this judge. Well, this this I think they're doing an outstanding job. Um, when you look at the book of Judges, the Lord appointed judges to protect his people uh, from their oppressors. And it's exactly what's happening today. Thank God for good government, Tim. Uh, because it wasn't for these guys to remind politicians and the American people and educating them as to what they can do and what they can't do, where would we be? Uh, so I thank God for every single one of them. I think what people need to begin to do is ask themselves the question as to where did these said representatives actually derive delegated authority to implement that which is unconstitutional? The American people, instead of laying the burden of proof on themselves by the politicians, which all the well know, if they can get you asking the questions, most people aren't going to take the time to search it out and know for themselves. But if the American people truly love their freedom and their posterity, they're going to stand up, they're going to get educated, and they're going to begin to ask the politicians and lay the burden of proof on them as to where they derived that delegated authority or where did they find that provision in the U.S. Constitution. In nine times out of ten, they're not going to be able to answer the question. And that's exactly where the American people need to put these politicians today. When we have these judges that are willing to stand up and put their necks on the line, uh, we need to stand with them. We need to stand with good government and begin to ask those questions. And you said so much over the last couple of minutes, Tim, when I look at the businesses that are enforcing these unconstitutional edicts coming from the governor's, Um, you have to begin to notice what's going on across the United States of America. There's an alliance going on with big companies and corporations along with the government, which would equal a fascist state. And I would suggest that to the American people, not only to lay to the governors as to, again, the burden of proof and proving their constitutional authority as to, again, where they delega- or where it was delegated from, from we the people, because they serve we the people, we don't serve them. But I would suggest that the American people begin to look at these businesses that are enforcing their unconstitutional edicts and shutting them down, as well as the, the uh, governors that are implementing, again, these unconstitutional edicts. And there's provision found in the U.S. Constitution, Tim. So instead of talking about the branches on the tree, let's just lay the ax to the root of the tree and impeach Article 2, Section 4, and indict these guys. Because until that message is sent to every single one of them, and this applies to the uh, president, this applies to the executive branch, the legislative branch, folks, judicial branch, it applies to every single individual that promised to uphold the Constitution. And if they're not willing to do that, we need to impeach them, and we need to prosecute them, Article 1, Section 3, Clause 7. 
I agree with that. The uh, We've got a comment in the chat room, and I think it's right on. It says, this is only tyranny light for the moment. The hardcore tyranny will soon be fully established. I agree with that if the people don't do something. We don't tell people something so they can just get mad about something, so they can stew on it and they be keyboard warriors, but so they can go out and they can do what needs to be done. The very thing that you're talking about, they can demand, look, this has to be done. Part of the problem is we've let the corruption go so long. It's not just a few people. It's like the mass. It's like the vast majority who serve us in D.C. are corrupt in one way or another. There is a handful of them who continue to do the right thing. They continue to stand. And I said when Thomas Massey took his stand and he said what the Constitution said is that your name's got to be on the yes and no votes here, guys. You don't get to do it, you know, kind of in the back room with no record of it. Uh, when the president came out and said, well, he's just a grandstander. He needs to be kicked out of the Republican Party and this, that, and the other. Well, wait a minute. He was pointing to the Constitution. That, I mean, if you didn't know anything about Trump before, that should have told you whether or not he wants to obey the Constitution, whether he even knows it. And I, and so today, when we're talking about these things, we've given a couple of illustrations here of things. If Barack Hussein Obama, Satoris Sabarka had done this, these people who continually justify and support Donald Trump when he acts lawlessly, they would have been up in arms. They were up, and they keep giving the excuse that, well, he's been attacked over, you know, these three and a half years. And the point that, that you made a minute ago, where the media is the one for decades, they lifted this guy up. He was their friend. He was their best buddy. All of a sudden, he goes on a campaign, and they, they turn on him. That doesn't make any sense. This is, yeah. as, as, I, as I say, and you made mention to it before, this is WWE. Um, it is an act on us. It is to, to uh, overthrow our liberties and overthrow the form of government that's been established here. And the American people, I'm, I'm happy to say that in some places, like in Michigan, they're just not going to have it. They're, they're continually pushing back against that. And the hard-headed uh, governor there, you know, what was the old phrase? A hard head makes for a soft bottom or something like that, uh, that my dad used to say. I mean, th- th- this this woman's going to get it. She's They're going to deal with her one way or the other. And I think the people in, in Virginia are eventually going to have to do that, too. It's it's going to come to where if the governor doesn't learn the lesson, it's going to go it's going to go beyond that. The people are going to deal with with her uh, as well as these other governors. What do you think? Well, you can only impress the people for so long, Tim, before they respond. And history teaches us that uh, when you look at a Cromwell and King Charles, I mean, look at how Charles assailed the people over and over. He eradicated the parliament, which we would call Congress, the voice of the people here. Uh, got to the point where the people in England said enough of his tyranny. Look at the attack on the church, so on and so forth. And Cromwell stood in the gap and said to the king, listen, enough is enough. And I'm going to give you the opportunity one more time to make this right. And if you don't want to make it right, then this is how we're going to respond to you. And uh, interestingly enough, King Charles was found out to be actually making an appeal to foreign countries to attack his own people. That's not too far out there, by the way, friends. That's exactly what we're seeing across the globe through the United Nations. uh, Blue helmets, as they like to call them, the peacekeepers. Uh, But what's interesting about that is at the end of the day, Cromwell and the people of England rose up and they actually beheaded the king. Um, we see what our forefathers did. Three quarters of the documentation of the Declaration of Independence is our forefathers throwing off a tyrant, by the way, who would not be ruled by God. Um, and that's exactly what we're seeing in the United States of America. And we could talk about that all day for the next three hours. 
But these people are pushing for war, Tim. I mean, let's call it for what it is. Uh, for example, in Michigan here, um, the more that the people resist this tyrant, the more she defies the people. Uh, she just recently came out and said, listen, if the people in the state of Michigan don't comply with my unconstitutional edicts, I'm adding that, of course. She said to the businesses, don't serve them. Just think about that. Don't, in other words, she's telling the people, if you don't comply with me, you're not able to buy or sell. Revelations 13.10, read it when you get a moment. But that's how extreme she is becoming. And you said something a long time ago, Tim. You said people are going to change when people get hungry. Well, I can tell you right now, there's a different tone across the United States of America, not just in Michigan, where people see the government for what they're doing right now and how they're acting in a foreign manner and what they're upholding and what they're not upholding. Um, As I said earlier, what we're finding is these said representatives They're working for a foreign entity. If our forefathers came back right now, Tim, they would say the government that you're under right now is foreign to the Constitution that we established. And I believe a lot of people in this country right now are awakening to the fact that, wait a second, they are not serving we the people. They are serving special interest groups. They are serving a government that is foreign to who we are as a people. And we can see that on so many fronts. If it's not the abortion issue, uh, it's the immigration issue. Uh, we can see the the mayors and the governors alluring foreigners into the United States of America. We're promised one thing. We're not seeing them uphold the law again, namely the president. We're seeing just the exact opposite. And uh, again, there's so much we could cover just on that point. But the fact of the matter is that people would just take the time to read the Constitution, Tim. We wouldn't even have to have this show exposing them for who they are. As they say, if you want to see a crooked stick, just lay a straight one next to it. That's what the Word of God and the Constitution do. And that's what we're doing here right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Bradley, we've got a caller calling in. I think this is our friend Joni Johnson. She writes for and contributes to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. She's a registered nurse, friend of mine, been contributing for a long time. And I hope I got that right. Is that right, Joni? Yes, it is, Tim. Good morning to you both. Good morning. You got a question or comment? No, I have I have a comment. Okay. Um, you know, we're talking about all this tyranny, and yes, I agree that if if I, Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka was in office, you would see a great, what I would say, um, resistance to all of this. But because Trump is, it seems like people are just blind to the fact that that he's doing what's unconstitutional. But because he's wearing their jersey mm-hmm. then they're like well trump is for the people well he's not and we we see that here in my own state our governor brian kent was very strong about not imposing a lot of mandates at first on this uh hoax this scamdemic and then so many local governments pressured him to the point that he said okay go ahead you you locally can do these mask mandates, mm. and but you really can't enforce them. So mm. now you see we we have them here where I'm at in the city and the county, and you see everybody wearing a mask. And I walk in the store, I'm not wearing a mask, and I tell them I'm legally exempt. And then, but when I go to ask a question of an employee in a store, they won't even acknowledge me. Mm. They won't answer me. They won't do anything. So they're trying to force compliance by getting businesses to do it. But right. 
the businesses just they're, they're kind of ignoring it but they don't serve you sometimes when you walk in and I even mm-hmm. called the store manager to complain hadn't got a response yet so I'm, I've got to call them back but this is what you're seeing and Brian Kemp is trying to avoid this by saying well I didn't mandate it the but he's uh, letting it go on. Did. But he's the one that told them, okay, that's fine. You can do it. So he's trying to distance himself from it, but he's right in the middle of it. And and this is what we're seeing. We're seeing too many compliant people over nothing. This is over nothing. Yeah, I agree, uh, Joni. And, and one of the things is, is and I'm going to get Bradley to comment on that, on your statement there. But one, And I think he's done it. Let me see if I can remind him of what he's saying. He's saying... You know, when Hitler was in power, what he did was he never pulled the trigger on anybody. He never went and strangled anybody. He Mm -hmm. never went and stabbed anybody. He let other people do it. And we've seen a lot of this stuff. The idea has been put out there by the Trump administration, whether it was red flag laws or whether it's any of these kind of guidelines and all that. He's kind of tossed it out there. And the guys who are going to take it and run with it have run with it, and he's let them run with it. He hasn't stood against them. He's let them run with it. Uh, Bradley, is, is that what's going on? That's exactly what he did. And that's that's history being repeated over and over and over again. I mean, I wish people would take the time to look back and read history and understand history because it's being repeated today. That's exactly what Donald Trump has done. He threw it out there. And then the states, all the well knowing as to what their part was to play, except, by the way, the nine states that didn't go along with the charade. Uh, it's interesting how the people and the corporations just took a hold of it and started to implement uh, what the president had said. It's like he picked the fight, he backs out, and then he lets his fascist friends take over. And the sad fact of the matter is instead of these businesses actually standing up and questioning the authority of the governors, uh, they just turned around and started attacking their customers. How much sense does that make? But it makes perfect sense if you're seeing what they're doing because 55% of the businesses that have taken heed to these shutdowns will never reopen again. Over 100,000 businesses were shut down and they're permanently shut down. And if you look at corporations, they're flourishing like mad right now. Again, I would ask the question, where's the president of the United States of America to bring back in the rule of law to say enough is enough? That's not his part. He's a plant. Uh, and as Albert Pike rightly said, the head of the Masons, he said, when the people need a hero, we will deliver them. The people just don't realize he's not a hero, but he is, in fact, a tyrant. And he's not here to make America great again. He is, in fact, destroying America with the very, um, well, not only through appeasement, appeasements, but also people pleasing his constituents and that to their own demise. Yep, that's exactly right. Joni, do you have another point you want to make? No, I don't. I just wanted to to make that point that, you know, Trump throws it out there and even Republican governors Mm. have some of them have run with it. Some of them have tried to do do the Hitler thing, say, okay, do this, but I'm not in it. And and that's what we're seeing in Georgia. And it's 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 really difficult when you're the only one wearing not wearing a mask to go through this. But I do it every day. I refuse to submit and Amen. the same thing, I, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I stand on, you know, um, fear no pestilence. God breathed breath of life into me, and his breath sustains my heart. And I just refuse 
to impede that. Uh, I'm just not going to do it. Amen. 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 Can I add something to that, Tim, Joni? Yeah, sure. Uh, It's interesting that the American people are taking on their talking points. And when you bring up the word Hitler, people need to understand that the Third Reich is continuously being made in reference right now as to the similarities that they're seeing in America today uh, to that of Adolf Hitler and his Third Reich, along with the SS and his brown shirts back in the 30s. Uh, They got the American people even talking the same way. Uh, We heard from the President of the United States of America about essential workers. Well, if you've ever taken the time to look at the movie Schindler's List, which was documented on real events, what did the Jews say that were taken captive and the gypsies and the dissidents behind barbed wire fences? They were called essential workers. The American people are talking about being essential workers. Uh, If that doesn't put a chill up people's spines, Nothing will. But again, apparently that's how you make America great again. And P.S. for the record, it was exactly the slogan of Adolf Hitler for the record of making Germany great again. So this is the rise of tyranny. And it's scary. Read Daniel 825 and you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. But again, if we understand the earmarks and we can identify them of what tyranny looks like, it's exactly what's in front of our faces right now in so many ways. That's exactly right. Joni, we appreciate your call. Thank you for the input. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, there goes Joni. And uh, by the way, you can read her stuff at sonsoflibertymedia.com. She goes in the pen name Suzanne Hamner. You can check out her stuff there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, here's one of the things. I mean, this one is, seems like it's sort of a um, superficial kind of uh, criticism of Trump and this, but people will get it. Everybody remembers when the conservatives were all over Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. I never call him a president because he's a usurper. I proved that he never was qualified to be in the office in the first place. Over and over and over again, I've done that. And the same people that attack me now for holding the same standard to Donald Trump uh, stood with me then. But because he's got the political jersey on this. So everybody remembers, especially towards the end of his eight years, all of those golfing outings. Right. And if you remember, folks, Donald Trump told you, he said, I'm not going to have any time to go golfing. Not going to have any time for that. I'm going to be in the White House. I'm never going to leave the White House. I mean, who would want to leave the White House? You get in the White House. Right. He told you all that stuff. He promised you that stuff. And yet there are people tracking the golf outings. It's called TrumpGolfCount.com. 278 golf outings. That's more, if I'm not mistaken, that is more than Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka did in eight years. He hasn't even been in here a full term. It's cost you, the American taxpayer, $141 million. I would say it's probably more than that because they haven't even been able to get the full receipts for what it's costing to house Secret Service in a special place. They're going to his properties. They, we were told by his son, well, we're not charging as much when we do this. No, they are. They're actually, in, in some cases, they're charging more than they usually do. So they're making money. Well, he, he, gets, he doesn't take the, the money that we pay him as, as president. Okay, uh, would you give up um, $400,000 a year to make other, make other money? And if you're as narcissistic as our president is, wouldn't you do that just for the simple means of, of, of power that you have and the, the prestige that you have as president. And again, I'm not saying that he hasn't done some good things. He has. I've reported on some of those, especially at the first, some of the rollbacks with executive orders. But 
You see, this is how you control the opposite. You have to throw the bones out there every once in a while. What about this, uh, Bradley? I mean, $141 million to go golfing at the expense of the American people. Where is that in the Constitution? Uh, exactly right. And again, Tim, I'm, do I need to even answer that? Um, the issue isn't Donald Trump. The issue is the American people that tolerated Donald Trump, that tolerate what the mainstream media continuously delivers up to them over and over and over again. Uh, and, you know, that was one of the appeals. Listen, this is all you have to say is when you look at what Donald Trump promised and you look after five years, also including the presidential campaign, Show me where he's fulfilled the promises that he promised the American people. And I think more than anything, what the American people are looking for is justice, Tim. And it's not justice as to what they're getting. They're getting entertained. Entertained derived from entertain means to uh, basically be entertained out of your freedoms. It means to stop from entering in. So as long as the American people are entertained by the clowns in the circus of politics, they could care less. Read Jeremiah 521 as well. Uh, they could care less about what, what's being left to their kids right now because they're not paying attention. If they would pay attention, they will, in fact, and I can prove it right now, and I do it on my show every single day, if need be, what he says and what he does are two different stories. When you have a White House correspondent, such as June Knight, coming on, both of our shows, Tim, sharing with the American people in 53 countries abroad, as to what's really happening in the White House, and you don't want to listen to someone that has nothing to lose but everything to get the truth to you, then the American people deserve exactly what they get. And I got to tell you, Tim, again, the issue is not Donald Trump. It's the American people and tolerating the likes yep. of what's being delivered up over and over and over again. That's exactly right. Now, we've got a couple of comments in here. You guys are so full of it. What about the Democrats and deep state on taxes, regulations, on and on? Well, that's what the other conservative echo chambers want, are going to give you. And I'm with them on that. They are doing that. But uh, we're pointing out the fact that it's happening on this side. Saying the other side, you know, Bradley, I got somebody the other day that said, well, Barack Obama did it. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And, and what they were saying was, well, Barack, Barack Obama broke the law. He violated the Constitution. He infringed on your liberties. So if he did it, well, our guy can do it too. And I want to go, so what makes you any different than them? You yeah. know, there was well, a film that was out years ago. There was a film out years ago called To End All Wars. It had a great Christian message. And I wouldn't recommend that, that kids watch it or anything like that for the language and, and the violence. But it had a great Christian message in it. And one of the things the guy told these prisoners of war in World War I who were captives of the Japanese, he said, what would you do if you were to get free and to take their arms and hold them? And they said, well, we would do this and that. And he goes, well, what makes you any better than them? You, you see, it's the only difference is who's in power. And yeah. we've got uh, other people in here. Well, Tim, uh, here, let, let me answer this. The first thing I would say is I can show you that your foundations are messed up right off the top. Uh, because when we ask the questions, well, look at the Democrats and the Republicans, I would go back and say, Tim, when Barack Hussein Obama did it, 330 million people should have rose up and put a stop to it by impeaching him and prosecuting, because that is the answer Americans claim that they want. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, Donald Trump. And furthermore, people are caught up into the party system. There's over 101 party affiliations, and every single one of them is unconstitutional. Orwell warned us back in 1984, that there's a political language that's been created to make lies sound truthful. There is no Democratic Party. There is no Republican Party. When you look at our foundations, we're a constitutional republic 
number one. And John Adams, uh, the second president of the United States of America, said that he, there was nothing that he dreaded so much as the division of our republic into two great parties. What do you see today? Each arranged under its leader, what do you see today? And concerning measures and opposition to each other, he said, this in my humble apprehension is to be dreaded as the greatest political evil under the Constitution. So I just want to show some of those people that are caught up into these this language that's been created, uh, the right-left paradigm, it's set up to divide and conquer the American people. Uh, what me and Tim are, friends, is we're not aristocrats, we're not Democrats, we're not Republicans, we're Christocrats. And if you look at the history of this country, the flags that were flying were no king but King Jesus and appeal to heaven. As long as we keep our eyes fixed on the author and the finisher of our faith and concerning the Mosaic Institution called common law in America, we wouldn't be talking about political uh, affiliations whatsoever. And we were warned by George Washington, Washington to watch out for the party spirit long ago. And uh, again, what it comes down to is just this. If we would hold to the law, we wouldn't be talking about a two-party system. And furthermore, I would say to people that are criticizing us for what we're saying right now, again, I lay to your candor, if you were doing the right thing, you call yourself the right, right? If you were doing the right thing, there wouldn't be a left. So why are we talking about the problems of those on the left in the first place? Enough said. That's exactly right. And for James and uh, Angelina and all, look, we appreciate you guys coming in and support with every comment you make because, you know, you help expand the show by doing that. I've said that before. But the fact of the matter is you come in and you can refute nothing that's being said. We've documented a lot of this stuff over the course of the last three and a half years on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Let me take two other things because we're, we're, we're down to about 10 minutes here, Bradley. Let's take two things. One is the issue of the murder of... American babies here that continues. Now, when Trump came into office, one of the things he did was he did put away uh, the funding of foreign plan- Planned Parenthood, but he still hasn't done that in the, on the domestic front. Last In the fiscal year 2018-2019, even out of Planned Parenthood's own report, they said, we have received more money from the federal government than under any other president, and yet this guy says, well, I'm the most pro-life president there is, uh, they said, nope, we've received more money from you than anybody, and they do 40% of the abortions here in America. And we've murdered more babies during that time uh, than any other fiscal year in history. Then l- this year, which would be for last year's fiscal year, it's the same thing. Over $600 million is going unconstitutionally to these. Now, Bradley, we know that Congress writes the legislation, including the spending bills. But they don't go through into law unless the president signs it, or if he vetoes it, they have to they have to get three fourths and they have to override him. The problem that we have is everybody thinks that there's a political opposition going on between these guys. When the reality is, can you name a single bill that Donald Trump has vetoed that started in a quote unquote Democrat controlled house? Is he not advancing the agenda just like they are? Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, here, here you have it again. Um, Donald Trump increases spending to Planned Parenthood. By the way, Washington Times reported this. Uh, it's interesting that the media was really truly out to get Donald Trump. It's interesting how they cover for him continuously. But then again, the mainstream media has a long history of com- uh, covering for conspirators. That's a fact. 
Uh, and it's interesting how they put these clowns up in the circus of politics and they continuously banner back and forth between the left and the right. And not a one of them is ever prosecuted for their crimes. Uh, that should tell you this is pro wrestling. But then again, we were warned by uh, none other than Vladimir Lenin, who said the best way to control the opposition is to lead it ourselves. Uh, Americans that are caught up into this game, you need to understand that you are the pawn on the board that's being played. The joke's on you. It's not on them. And until you break the cycle, you're going to continuously get the same results. And that definition or that definition comes to insanity. But listen to this. You got the president of the United States of America puts himself up as a, of course, he's the best at everything he does. He wants you to believe he's a narcissist. He's arrogant. Read Isaiah 14. Take heed, Mr. President, that you stand lest you fall. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, is Donald Trump has made himself, along with creepy Mike Pence, and creepy he is. Um, Interestingly enough, he comes up as the most pro-life president, but behind closed doors, one of his first legislative acts, CNS reported, was that he allotted money to Planned Parenthood. Then we find out through the Washington Times, uh, behind uh, the smoke and mirrors that they have you looking over at the right, when in fact they're promoting this on the left and they're telling people, so it's not like they're hiding anything, Tim, it's there, you just got to dig for it. Because everybody can assess the same information that me and Tim are getting, friends. It's all there. Um, But what's interesting is how he is the most pro-life president, only to find that he's giving $100 million more than that of Barack Hussein Obama to Planned Parenthood. This is a fact. Nobody can dispute it. Facts are stubborn things. The most pro-life president. Now, I want you to think about this. Barack Hussein Obama, 142 days, mysteriously in the Senate, becomes the president of the United States of America. During his criminal tenure in Illinois, he voted to make sure over 242 times in voting in favor of murdering babies in the womb, which is aimed at the blacks and the Hispanics, population control. That is, uh, that is to the equivalence of 18 states, just for the record. And what's interesting, he also voted two times to make sure that babies were snuffed out uh, had they gotten out of the mother's womb alive. This is all documented information. That's Barack Hussein Obama. Here comes Donald Trump and adds $100 million more to that pot. And his followers believe that he's the most pro-life presidency. Has he stopped it? Absolutely not. Has he added to the pot? Yes, he has. Yeah, and speaking of the money, boy, we could go down a big trail with that. We could talk about uh, what, what Tom Fitton, I mean, I don't think people on who are listening think uh, that Tom Fitton's some, uh, what they would call left-wing nut radical or something like that. I mean, this is a guy who's, whose organization has been pulling out the documents, expose, doing something the DOJ isn't doing, uh, and that is exposing the crimes that go on, including when they happen under the Trump administration. He's been He's been pretty consistent in doing that, too. But nobody's bringing justice. We can talk about the the fun, and, and the thing I was going to talk about with him, the funding of the Muslims, um, the Muslim Brotherhood, the front groups there, three times that. But let's talk. We, we were real short on time. Let's talk about the spending in general. I mean, can this, I add really quick, Tim. Yeah, sure. Can I add that I just had John Guandolo on the radio, former FBI, and I had I brought that to John on live radio. I wanted to hold him because as they're praising Trump. I also wanted to bring in the facts that tear down their idol, because that's exactly what he's become to these people. Um, and I said to him, John, isn't it interesting how um, Donald Trump has, in fact, through Tom Fitton's organization, Judicial Watch, 
who is a credible outlet, by the way, uh, came forward recently and told us that Donald Trump is, in fact, times three of that of Barack Hussein Obama funding Muslims in the United States of America. I said, is that true, John? And he just almost with a uh, low demeanor admitted what I said was true, as if to suggest almost that what I had just shared was uh, impermissible. Like I shouldn't have shared that with the people and I surely shouldn't have called him out in question concerning Donald Trump and his funding of the Muslims in the United States of America. So here again, you have the president saying one thing, we're going to stop illegal immigration. We're going to stop the Middle Easterns from coming into America. And what does he do behind closed doors? He signs on to support them all the more. I could go to the wall Uh, how it started out with $4 billion, how it ended up with $25 billion. The wall that's being refurbished there, Tim, just happens to be refurbished. It's not new wall. Uh, And it's also interesting to note, taking a step back, that when the promises were made on the presidential campaign trail to America and Americans, uh, it started out at $4 billion, ended up at $25 billion. The Mexicans Mexicans were going to pay for the wall, only to find out to the traitor, uh, Judas, uh, Paul Ryan comes forward. He plays the little henchman for the president, and he tells the American people, well, you're going to have to pay for the wall now, but they'll pay us back. It, it, it's just one thing after another. And if we had three hours, we could cover just the tip of the iceberg concerning what is happening behind closed doors. But again, Tim, I would lay to all of your listeners, all of your viewers, candor, you have the same access to the information that we have as well. And if we have insider information, we bring them to television. We bring them to the radio so you can understand what really, in fact, is happening in your country through this administration. That's exactly right. And part of the thing I was going to get to, but we're not going to have time to do that. Part of the thing I was going to get to was the fact that, you know, we're we're trillions of dollars. I mean, if you add it all up, we're as much in debt under the Trump administration as the Obama administration was in eight years. We've done the, oh, the COVID stuff. Well, a lot of that COVID stimulus and everything else, folks, He, our president stood before us and told us earlier this year, we'll never be a socialist country. Folks, we've been practicing socialism for a lot longer than he, he's been around. At least since 1913, we've been practicing it. Uh, the communism of his Treasury Department buying up securities, the fascism of the public-private partnerships, all of that, and he's not the first to do it. Other people have done it. Bradley, we're running out of time here. You got about 30 seconds. Tell people where they can find out more about you, where they can hear hear you on the radio. Uh, I wanted to add to that. I believe it's the projection instead of the eradication of the deficit, as which was promised by this administration. I believe after eight years, it's going to be projected to eight point three trillion dollars more yep. added to the national deficit. You got ten That's seconds. All there as well. You can find that, yep, folks. Got- if you want to check me out, Bradley Dean, Sons of Liberty Radio.com, Sons of Liberty Media.com. You can get 13 to 15 articles there. You can watch me every day from 2 to 3 Central Standard Time. Or you can go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. We're on Genesis Communication Networks. We're broadcasting into 131 cities in America. We're the number one show. And uh, we appreciate it because we know why people are listening, because they're sick and tired of being lied to. Catch us at 10 o'clock this morning. See ya. It's 7 o'clock.